0: Welcome, awesome listeners, to the New Nudist Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Klein. This is the podcast for people curious about the nudism and naturism way of life. If you've been thinking about trying out nudism, if it's been a bucket list thing for you, then this is the podcast designed to give you what you need to know in order to try it out. If you're already a nudist, this show is for you too, and we hope you'll learn more about the movement and get more out of your nudist practice. Well, hey there, nudies. It is uh, the end of summer. And I hope you've had a great summer. There is still time for nudie adventures for many of us, so I hope you get out there. On today's show, we hear my interview with Marie Willa, a transgender woman, nudist, and activist. We'll talk about her journey to self-discovery and the role that social nudity and body freedom plays in her life. For our Nude in the News segment, we'll read a recent article in The Guardian about how naturism is booming in Britain. We have a surprising number of listeners in the UK, so this one is for you. All of this coming up next in episode 25 of the New Nudist Podcast. Stick around. Well, here we are uh, as summer turns into fall in 2022. Wow, been a crazy year already. And I hope you all have had a chance to get out there and get some social nudity under your belt or I guess you're not really wearing a belt at that point, but you know what I mean. Um, It's been great to get messages from those of you who listen to the show and want to share first time um, social nudity stories. And it's been so encouraging to me uh, hearing how many of you have just taken this opportunity and tried it for the first time. And you shared with me how this show has been helpful to that. And that's why I do it. Um, And and nothing encourages me more than to hear from first night list, first time listeners who, I mean, first time nudists who are listeners and uh, who are encouraged by this show to give it a try and how much joy you got out of it. Um, You know, you hear me talk about it a lot and how freeing it is and how, 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 just there's nothing quite like it and you get over the fear you get over all of the apprehension pretty quickly and then it just becomes this amazing feeling of freedom and i just hear story after story after story and you'll hear some of those folks who have written in uh coming on the show and talking about those those first time stories because you know i could talk about it all the time but i think it's more impactful if you hear it from people You know, if if you're sitting there thinking about giving this a try and you hear from somebody who was in your position not that long ago, um, I think it's going to be more helpful. So you'll hear more and more of those folks. And then there are some kind of more advanced nudists and naturists that we bring on the show. And so uh, let's talk about one today. So many of you have listened to Evan Nix's Naked Age podcast as part of the Naturist Living Show. Stefan uh puts in, and Evan put this together, and if you haven't listened to Naked Age, you really should. Evan does an amazing job of telling these stories of nudists from all walks of life. You can find a link to it in the show notes. Evan, for those of you who listen to the show, is you know is my partner in nudie crime on this podcast, and uh, you know it's a. I have to say this is a way better show because of his involvement. So. Every time he gets involved, it's better. So uh, recently, Evan had Marie Willa on his show, and I really enjoyed listening to his interview with her. So I wanted to invite her on my show as well. And I encourage you to check her out on Twitter. You'll see her Twitter handle in the show notes. She's a tireless advocate for top freedom, trans rights, and nudism. And you know, if you listen to the show, that inclusiveness is really uh, one of the missions of this show. We want to make sure that everybody knows that nudism doesn't belong to anybody and it belongs to everybody. Uh, and that means all the different ways that inclusiveness could mean. So um, so this is, this is a woman who walks the walk in that and really is fighting that fight. So I think you'll enjoy it. Here's my interview with Marie Willa. Maria Willa, thank you so much for being on the New Nudist Podcast today.
1: Hey, Scott. Thank you. I appreciate you letting me be here. I'm looking forward to this.
0: Me too. We connected on Twitter and I had, I had recently listened to the interview that you did with our good buddy, Evan Nix, who produces the Naked Age Podcast. And he did an episode on you and your story and your activism. And so I'm just glad we get a chance to, to talk and maybe talk a little bit more about that today. Tell us, for those people who hadn't listened to the story yet, and and there will be a link in the show notes to that episode of Naked Age for people to get a little bit more in depth, but let's get a a thumbnail about who you are and, and your nudism journey.
1: Okay. First, let me say that I'm a woman of... Trans experience. What does that mean? Imagine one day before you go to sleep, you are able to walk around topless anywhere, unless they have a no shirt, no shoes type. Not uh, in Chipotle, yeah. Right. And you're able to post a topless picture of yourself on any social media platform. And nobody will bat an eye at it. Then you wake up the next morning. Suddenly, if you walk outside, you could be arrested. Mm -hmm. If you post that topless picture on most platforms, that might earn you a banned or restricted account. Imagine if that was you. Yeah. I don't have to imagine it because it did happen to me. And the only thing that changed, physically, I was the same. The only thing that changed is one day, I was legally identified as someone who was assigned a male at birth, a male. The next day, my legal designation was female. Mm -hmm. Different rules. Different rules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did I get into nudism? I didn't know it was such a thing until later on in life. You know, my te- early teenage years, I guess. Pre-pup- just prepubescent. But I didn't even know there was a name for it. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was being naked. Um, you know, as a child, I was taking my clothes off faster than my parents could put them on me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: A little um, nudie kid, huh?
1: Oh, yeah. You know, uh, um, he's at it again. Please yep. come get come, him. Come know? get your kid. <laughs> right. Um, that was with my dad and my, my biological dad and my stepmom. And then when I was about, I don't know, 11, 12, 13, just getting ready to hit puberty. And I lived with my uh, biological mom at that point. Um when her and my stepdad would leave the house, or if I was just in my bedroom, I was I was naked. Mm-hmm. Um I remember the first time that uh my mom, I thought in my head, saw me naked. I was uh they had all left to go to a concert. Well me being me, sure they're gone, I'm out the door. Close them off, yeah. Oh yeah, close off. I'm outside running around naked as the day I was born. Yep. And didn't expect anybody to be home. Well, (laughs) for some reason, I don't know if the concert got canceled or whatever the reason was, they came home early. And I am outside running around bare ass butt naked yep and the next thing i know i hear a click in the floodlights come on (laughs) and i look and they're standing in the door everybody nice pointing and laughing and i am I, i i am mortified
0: there's really only one word for that. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mortified. So they all disappear except for my mom. They let me in the house and my mom sits me down. I I'm still just mortified. Oh my God. My mom has seen me naked. Yeah. Um, and she sits me down and she says, "Mo," no. And that's, that was my, my nickname at the time. I don't, I don't use that anymore. Sure. And she was like, no. Okay, I get it. You like to be naked. Nothing wrong with that. But don't tell nobody. Hmm. If you want to be naked, just just stay naked in, 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 in the house. Don't take it outside because um, people will think you're weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I heard all of this, but I'm still thinking oh, my God, my mother has seen me naked. <laughs> well, we had this family den. It was an old, it was a garage. It had been converted to a family den that I had not been allowed to go into before. And it was about, I don't know, I guess about two weeks or so after the, oh, my God, my mother has seen me naked incident. Yeah that I was finally allowed to come into the den. I'd never been allowed before, so this was exciting for me.
0: The inner sanctum.
1: <laughs> yes. And back in that those days, you know, parties for us were jam sessions. Mm. You know, we would break out every instrument that we had. We this had, is like we late, had,
0: late 70s, early 80s, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: it was. And we broke out every instrument that we had. Uh, So yeah, this was probably 77, 78. Mm -hmm. And everybody that was in the window, pointing and laughing and having a good time, making jest and I'm mortified. Yep. um, Everybody's in there. Every instrument you can imagine: juice, harps, harmonicas, pianos, bongos, banjos, guitars, everything and they are just jamming away. And I'm all smiles. And it was at that moment that I realized that, wow, it is okay to be naked because nobody there was wearing a stitch of clothing.
0: Hmm. So they were, were they nudists or were they, yeah. yeah.
1: They were, they were and nudists, you didn't, but not. You didn't know. No, I had no clue. I had no clue. But I you, I realized I didn't up until I was 10 and a half or 11. Um, I lived with my biological dad and my stepmom. Yeah.
0: But but this other this other part of your family had a, had a different view of nudism that was more in alignment with yours.
1: Yeah, they they were they were more yeah, more in line with mine except where, you know, I would have won... I will run around outside. They were like, no, keep it in the house and keep it a keep it keep it a dirty little secret. Because people will think you're weird and they can investigate you and lock you away. Mm -hmm. You know, that Mm -hmm. kind of that kind of mentality about it. It was acceptable, but not for the world to know. So
0: you are you're a trans woman. And yes. a, a pretty visible activist for for nudism, an activist for trans trans rights, for trans people, and mm-hmm. and particularly topless freedom. Um, talk let, let talk talk to me about what that looks like, and and what your activism for topless freedom looks like.
1: When I first started in that that area of activism, I was already out as trans. Mm-hmm. Um. And a lot of my lady friends, women, people who were assigned female at birth who were cisgender, okay. they, um, they'd they see a, a, and cisgender is just somebody who is not trans. Oh, thank
0: you. Thank you for, for explain. Yeah.
1: For your audience. Um, you somebody know, who was they, born,
0: born male, assigned male at birth, and who is still I, male.
1: Let me, let me change your language a little. Thank you. Not necessarily born male, but somebody who was assigned male or assigned female at birth, and they go through their life. And if they were assigned male at birth, and they identify as male, if they were assigned female at birth, and they identify as female. They live their lives as female or live yep. their lives as men. Yep. Those are cisgender people.
0: Got it. And then cis is people. CIS, right? Just just for those people CIS. Who, who have Correct. no idea. And what is it short for? Or is it short for anything? Or is it, is it just like- CIS a, is, yeah. it's,
1: cis, it's short for cisgender. Okay. Just like trans is short for transgender. In other words, Got it. we have- We have gone beyond. We have, we've walked in both worlds now the divine feminine and the divine masculine. We walk in both. Yeah, got it. Uh, Whereas a cisgender person typically do not. So I would get a lot of my cisgender AFABs for short, assigned female at birth, who would see, would see. Uh, a topless guy walking or out on the beach or whatever and to a person they'd be all like god i wish i could do that Mm. and it puzzled me and i'm like well and this is where my nudism came into play and i'm like well why don't you oh we, we can't we get harassed. We get bullied. We get um, targeted. We get called whores and sluts, mm-hmm. and you know, just all kinds of derogatory um, catcalling—just really horrible things. Now, well, I, 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 me being me, I'm used to getting targeted a lot. Sure. Uh, because I'm a nudist, I'm trans.
0: You're all, yeah, you're, you're, you're visible and different and, uh, all of those yeah. things. Yeah. And not yeah. quiet about it.
1: No, definitely not quiet. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to change it. And I live here in this little town called Fort Bragg, California. It's a, it's, an, it's a, it's a mix, but it is mostly very, it's very conservative. Okay. Pretty much redneck. You know, you got your fishermen and lumberjacks. So
0: fishermen <laughs> and know? lumberjacks. Okay.
1: But you, you also still have your, you know, you still have your your liberal, it's a microcosm of big city life. Sure. So you're like,
0: you have people who, people who would be more conservative, people who might be liberal, and probably a lot of people in between.
1: Correct. And so, me being me um, I said, okay, I'm going to normalize people seeing breasts because I mean, I, I mean, th- these are not small. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. You know,
0: and and when you're talking um, about these, uh, for those people who can't see you, like I can,
1: I'm talking about my boobs. I, yeah. I, I have, um, ample breasts. Yeah. Um, I, I grew them. (laughs) They are mine. (laughs) I I did I didn't have them surgically implanted.
0: Even though this is California,
1: yes. Correct. Um, so what do I do? I get out and I start walking. And oh man, I got lots of beeps and honks and got lots of love, but I also got lots of hate. Really? Oh yeah, you know. Um, because that's immoral. That's illegal. You are. You know, what is, about it, the kids? is it illegal? Is it illegal? No, I'm good. I'm getting to that. <laughs> so this is my first walk outside, and I'm walking right through the middle of town and everywhere. And I get up to this one street intersection, and there's this cop waiting to turn. Well, the light turned, and I was able to walk. And I always I obey the law. And I'm walking. I don't even do you know. You're not jaywalking. I'm not jaywalking. I'm not crossing against the light when it tells me, no, you can't cross yet. Um, I'm not walking onto somebody else's property. I'm on the sidewalk and in between the crosswalks. Mm -hmm. And so I crossed and kept walking. Well, that cop turns behind me, couldn't, didn't stop me there. But next thing I know, I see him parking down at the next intersection, waiting. I waiting. get up there, waiting for me. Mm-hmm. So I get up there, and out he gets from his car and he comes around his car, and he starts to try to question me. And I hold on. Let me turn my phone off, and so I can take my earbuds out, so I can listen to you. And uh, he, I said, "How you doing? My name is Marie. I want. I gave him my license, and I go. I want to know why you're harassing me this way." He goes, well, I've been getting a lot, we've been getting lots of phone calls. I'm like, no, you haven't. You saw me down at the last corner and I crossed too soon for you to stop me. So you're waiting here. If you'd been getting lots of phone calls, you'd all have been stopping me way back when because I was all the way through this town. And I said, what I'm doing is perfectly legal. And what you're doing? This is harassment. I want to talk to your supervisor. Oh, don't worry about that. My supervisor's on their way. Great. I'll start talking again when my supervisor, when your supervisor yeah. gets here, because what I'm doing is not illegal. Mm. What you're doing is harassment. So the next thing I know, there comes this cop car, comes around, parks on the other side of the street. This two cops get out of it, and they come. Walking across the street, jaywalking, of course. And the one cop gets closer and looks at me, goes, Marie, how are you? And I'm like, oh, hey, Sergeant Shaw, I'm doing really good. Although, you know, just out for a walk. He goes, well, what's going on? I'm like, well, I'm I'm out for a walk and uh, advocating to normalize people seeing boobs out here. And this young buck here decided to stop me. And the young buck starts, shuts me down, starts opening his mouth, goes, yeah, she's trying to tell me it's not illegal for her to walk topless. And Sergeant Shaw gets this funny, amused look on his face. He goes, um, she's right. And technically, if she wanted to walk around out here, bare assed butt naked, there is nothing we can do to stop her because guess what that is not illegal either
0: and the cop did not know that
1: no he didn't mm-hmm. and so sergeant shaw takes my pointedly takes my license from this young cop hands it back to me and said marie i am so sorry for this i i i hope you have a great day enjoy the rest of your walk. We won't be bothering you again. Then he looks at the young cop that stopped me, plus the cop that got out of the car with him, and says, by the way, if you or anybody ever has to get a call and go to her house,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: fair warning, if she's home, she will greet you at the door wearing nothing but a smile. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, so that started that. And as I said, I got lots of hate. Um, there was actually even a conservative group here on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And they were literally targeting me.
0: Specifically. On,
1: specifically. For walking around the um, town topless? Is that for walking around the top the town topless? And because of me being they tried all different things. Oh well, it's some kind of Channy being, using Uh, insulting terms. Yeah, um, the slur terms. And really, really uh, trying to gaslight the population against me. Um, But I kept at it. And so when I talked about this, people being targeting, like, well, you need to create a protest. I'm like, "Oh, oh, okay. So I organized a protest. Mm -hmm. a topless equality protest and much to my surprise like 25 people showed up wow from from their from their toddler to adults older than me you know of all the gender spectrum from male female uh young old kids adults all these showed up and or topless. We even made the Mendo Voice. It's a local uh, online news rag that was pretty positive. And so I, I continue to because it's mostly I do it a lot of, for my health, um, but I also do it because somebody needs to. Somebody needs to normalize people seeing boobs. This way, it there's no more stigma attached to it and then my lady friends, if they want, they can mm-hmm. get out and walk topless themselves
0: yeah yeah, without and being ha- harassed and have the same sort of equality that a that, we also, that 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 a man does um let's let's talk about inclusiveness and acceptance mm-hmm. I've had a uh, a friend of mine, Marilyn, on the show, who's a trans woman before, and we've talked a little bit about this, but I'd like your perspective on that. I, I'm going to assume that you, being a, a trans nudist, has been challenging, um, and that you, uh, you faced uh, you faced some discrimination. You faced um, yes, right? Um, and yeah, very much so. If you could change things, how people in socially nude situations act, behave uh, okay. around, it, 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 in, in ways that would make you make it clear feel that you are accepted. Yeah, like literally accept and, um, and literally make it, make you feel accepted the, and included. What, what would that look like?
1: When I come to a pool, I don't get looks and comments about, oh wow, nice boobs can't wait to see what's underneath that that sarong really wow oh yeah um as f- when i was pre-surgical not getting comments of well what are you yeah. Oh, yeah i got lots of that type of comments um just say hey hey my name is marie my pronouns are she her Mm-hmm. Oh well. Hi, my name's Scott. My pronouns are he/him.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And want to have a beer. Mm-hmm. Want to have a glass of wine. Want to, you know, whatever. Let's let's have conversation. Simple mm-hmm. as that. Mm-hmm. Don't don't other me. I mm-hmm. I'm not an other. I'm as human as you. I'm as human as the gentleman or the lady sunbathing, having a conversation with their. neighbor in the pool in the hot tub yeah i'm as human as they are treat me that way Mm -hmm. i am no different i have feelings um i have thoughts um i have likes and dislikes sure just like everybody and because we are just like everybody the only thing is we're different in the senses that we are not cisgender, Mm -hmm. we are trans, Mm -hmm. and it's through treating us just like you would anybody else that makes us feel included, makes us feel welcome, makes us feel like we aren't just something other, we aren't a fetish or a curiosity.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which is kind of what, certainly what naturism is about. Um, It's supposed to be. and. You know, really wish that nudism was more about. Um, yes, and nature, uh,
1: nature isn't neat. One neat thing about naturism, naturism for me, it taught me to accept everybody's perfect imperfections, yeah, their flaws, uh, in terms of what they visibly look like, mm-hmm. and it. But it didn't teach me how to accept my own difference hmm. for me. Um, I wish it did, but that's not how gender dysphoria and body dysmorphia work. Yeah, yeah.
0: You um, are pretty active on social media. Uh, very and, much so. And so there'll be, I'll put links to your your TikTok, your Twitter feed for people who are more interested in following you on your activist journey uh, for trans rights, for, for nudist rights, for topless freedom, which should be a no brainer in this country, but uh, still something that we, we have to fight. And I'm, I'm grateful that you are fighting that fight.
1: Yeah. We haven't figured out here in the United States yet, what freedom actually is. (laughs) We're still, we've still got a long way to go. Well, that's a very long
0: conversation uh, that we'll have to do for another time. But Marie Willa, thank you so much for being on the show, sharing uh, sharing your your story, and uh, thank you for the work that you do for advancing these causes and um, and for being a, a very visible nudist out there, uh, working to normalize nudity
1: and all the other things. So, thanks so much. Thanks for having me, Scott. I've, I've enjoyed this and never say die. Keep on being free for everybody. That's what, it's about. I'm, I'm with you there. Have a great day. You too.
0: As I mentioned in my intro, the analytics indicate that the majority of my listeners are in the U S uh, followed by listeners in the UK. So for the Nude in the News segment today, we're going to read an article that appeared in the August 7th, 2022 edition of The Guardian. Bear with us, Why Naturism in Britain is Booming. It talks about how the pandemic has given rise to naturism in the UK. And I have to say, I am a big fan and member of British naturism. There are so many things that that organization is doing right to make naturism and nudism approachable and to advance the overall movement. I'll read the article, but I encourage you to check it out on your own. The link is in the show notes. This is by Sally Howard, and uh, we'll we'll just read it for you. It was summer 2021, and Nick Mayhew Smith pressed into the bosky depths of ancient woodland outside Hastings. When he got to the center, he undressed and perched on an accommodating mossy log, Slowly, he recalls, nature started to quicken around him. It was like a romantic tableau of a nude in the woods, he says, except the naked human subject was carrying a packet of nuts and a sensible backpack. The pandemic had left the 53-year-old London-based guidebook writer run ragged. With work and homeschooling and a naked stroll in the quiet woodland seemed like just the ticket to restore his shattered nerves. If you sit somewhere remote, fully naked and perfectly still, wildlife starts to get used to you, Mayhew Smith, a naturist for three decades, explains. Birds hop closer. Squirrels and badgers emerge. You become, and this is the best way to put it, part of nature. It's a magical experience, and it really comes into its own in times of stress. Mayhew Smith is one of an estimated 1.3 million Britons who embrace the life-affirming joy of going publicly unclothed, roughly on par with the membership of the Church of England. During the first pandemic lockdown in 2020, British naturism saw the fastest growth in new members since it was founded in 1964, and Google searches for the term naked sunbathing surged by 384% during the spring 2020 mini heatwave. Now there are naked virtual yoga and book groups and pastimes such as hashtag buff baking, as well as nude WH, WFH, I guess work from home subculture. The Reddit r slash nudism chews over hacks to avoid zoom flashing one's boss from canny camera tilts to white lies about malfunctioning webcams. This summer, as the mercury rose, British businesses from Lido's to pubs with nice gardens realized it made good financial sense to cater to the buff pound. There were regular clothes optional events at holiday resorts from Croatia to Sardinia as companies sought to tap the burgeoning market for naked getaways by advertising designated naturist-friendly trails, hotels, and resorts. Our current moment, says academic Annabella Pollan, who, sidebar, was on my last show, author of nudism in a cold climate echo- echoes the era where naturism first emerged at the first world war and flu pandemic there was this huge appetite to find ways of living exploring new social structures and to feel free she says naturism has its roots in germany in the 1890s when freikörperkultur or free body culture emerged alongside rambling as a reaction to rapid urbanization. Freikorperkultur emphasized being naked in the outdoors and communalism as the healthy giving antidotes to dirty industrial towns. The movement, then better known as nudism or gymnosophy, arrived in Britain in the roaring 1920s. It was strongly associated with health and vegetarianism and was centered around small naked gatherings or camps, Pollen says. This early scene attracted middle-class intellectuals engaged in the then fashionable inquiry into nature of the nature of body shame. By the outbreak of the Second World War, there were estimated 40,000 practitioners in Britain. After the war, Freikörperkultur association with Nazism promoted an effort to rebrand nat- naturism as a parochially British pursuit. Pollan's book describes early post-war veg- naturists putting up tents, taking afternoon tea in sandals, and planting vegetables. Naturism also became the common usage after the war, partly in an effort, Paulin notes, to set the tradition apart from pornographic nudity and the 60s free love movement. A fault line still runs through naturism today, adherents being quick to emphasize that sexual arousal has no place in the naturist scene. Today, the traditional naturist scene is anchored around long-standing sun clubs such as Spielplatz in St. Albans, established in the 1920s, naturist-friendly beaches such as Studland in Dorset and Peden Founder in Cornwall, and an informal roster of clothes-free pub nights. Helen Berriman, 46, from Bromley, describes herself as a pandemic nudism convert when she met her husband Simon, a naturist for the past 15 years, he made it clear that he was into cl- a clothing-optional lifestyle. But Behrman was nonplussed. I thought it was a bit weird. I'd come home from work and find him at home naked at his desk, and we'd have a robust conversation about it, and he'd put on something. he'd put something on, and that was that. This changed in July 2020, when Berriman, on furlough from her job as a retail manager at an opticians, agreed to take part in an event organized by nudity campaigners Normalizing Nudity. It was a kind of reverse life-drawing class, where all the artists were naked and I was the fully-dressed model, she explained. As she posed, sitting primly in her shin-length yellow sundress, Berriman began to feel really a bit silly, about covering up. Ten minutes later, she drew a deep breath and stripped off. To my great surprise, the world had not stopped, and I was naked, and I felt really quite wonderful. In March 2021, Berriman handed in her notice at the opticians and now works for British Naturism. She credits her passion for social nakedness with a wholesome improvement in her physical and mental health. I have an Oliver Tan. I've come off antidepressants after a decade, and I'm really accepting of other people, she said. Looking back, I think, it's, I think I was quite judgmental. When it comes to claims around naturism and well-being, it seems the Germans were onto something. There's a growing body of literature showing naturism has physiological and psychological benefits, says academic and queer naturist Dr. Helen Bowes-Catton from lowered blood pressure to improved self-esteem and lower stress levels. People think naturism is about exhibitionism, but it's not. It's about how amazing it feels to have the sun and breeze on your skin. But even committed fans agree that naturism has suffered something of an image problem, tittering al- alighted with suburban swinging, or worse, conceived as a fuddy-duddy. Often. It's overwhelmingly heterosexual and male, although that's changing. Rick Stacey, British Naturism's LBG LGBTQ+ and diversity officer, estimates that historically, LGBTQ+ attendance at social events was at around two percent of the naturist core, far from representing representative of British broader society. Happily, this has changed. This is changing quite rather. Changing quite quickly, he said. We've recently been approached by prospective gay Muslim members. Population aging is another worry, says Paul Rouse, 63, who also runs Naturist Travel, a travel review website. There is this abiding fear that older naturists will die off and all of the cherished social clubs will go textile, he says, employing the naturist lingo for going over to the fully clothed dark side. Beatrice Berry, 27, a warehouse operative based in Hertfordshire, is representative of a new generation of naturists who prefer naturist social media to traditional in-person social clubs and, a small, group, and small group activities such as naked trekking with clothed friends. It's a looser form of public nakedness that's sometimes, desc- that sometimes described as free-range naturism. I'm an introverted heart. So I'm quite wary about who I get involved with in any aspect of life, she says. Her timidity doesn't extend to na- inter- Instagram, where, as at Beatrice Elizabeth Berry, Elizabeth Berry she grates her 43,000 followers with a naturist, with naturist, her naturist portraits, conquering the summit of Pen y Fan in Wales, naked and peeking through the window of a red foam box and striding about unclothed in various sun-dappled woodlands. Barry discovered naturism at the same time as millennial body positivity discourses and uses it to heal her own mental health and body image issues. I can't be arsed to go to the gym to get a six-pack or whatever, she says, and honestly, I really don't think of any of that stuff as healthy. It's here I am with my clothes off. Take me as you find me. She explains that she is always that she always travels with a sarong to hand for an impromptu cover-up. Saying that I think it's good in a way for families with kids to encounter me, just this normal-looking naked woman walking in the woods, naked festivals such as the Naturist Federation's party in the Stark, held at their holiday park in Kent and Nudefest at Thorny Lakes in Somerset, where hundreds of naturists will gather for naked yoga, axe-throwing, and naturist trips to the East Somerset Railway, cater to a generation of youthful and less committed naturists, as do charity events such as World Naked Bike Ride and Naked Run. For some, these events might be a stepping stone to naturism as a way of life, You might take part in a charity skinny dip and realize that it's actually rather wonderful to swim naked and surprisingly natural to be naked around other people, Rouse says. Young naturists are less club-centered, but also much more public about their naturism, and I think that's okay. Social movements have to move forward, or they stultify, he adds. Barry and her boyfriend hope to launch a series of small-scale events and overseas holidays that are inclusive of bodies with tattoos and piercings, which can, they say, be disapproved of on the traditional naturism scene. It can be conservative like that, and it does put my generation off. Free-range naturism, too, has its drawbacks, says David Salisbury, 47, and a gay naturist of Asian-British heritage. Some naturists, particularly women naturists, struggle to feel safe in an uncontrolled environment so that traditional clubs offer a safe space where diversity can flourish away from the gawkers that you can find on a nudist beach, he says. Sun clubs often have strict rules that have been set down for decades. At other venues, an unspoken etiquette holds sway, says Fiona Discombe, naturist travel blogger and manager of Sussex Naturist Retreat, Max's Garden. When you're talking to people... You have to talk to their faces rather than their breasts or bits, she says, and that can take effort at first. There's no videoing or taking photos. Phones are left at the door. Partly, of course, the fabric of social clubs has grown up around naturism is the fabric of social clubs that have grown up around naturism is down to the climate. British Britain lacks the sun-blessed, naturist-friendly coastlines of Croatia and Cote d'Azur and but in other senses, it is a warmer climate for the unclothed. Being naked in public is not a criminal offense in England or Wales, unlike it in some countries and many U.S. states, although under, 66, under Section 66 of, Central, of Sexual Offenses Act 2003, an individual can be arrested if it is proved they went naked with the intent to shock or cause distress. Salisbury, whose partner Rich also dabbles in naturism, sees himself as a functional naturist, fond of living as much of his life as possible unclothed and never happier when he is swimming naked in an alpine lake. Having lived in Germany and seen both naturist culture up close, he now views naturism as something of a social spiritual tonic. Naturism improves your emotional well-being, definitely, but I wonder whether it's nudity that's good for you, or rather that there's a widespread complex around the body that's profoundly damaging to our self-image, and that naturism is an inoculation against this, he says. Donna Price, 57, also sees naturism as the simple gesture of going about one's ordinary life without clothes. Price and her retired husband John, 72, have been keen naturists since they chanced upon a nudist beach on holiday in New Zealand in 2010. Price is a committed naked gardener and buff baker, posting her e- experiments on Twitter, on her Twitter account, at Naked Freestyler. In 2019, the princes, the prices moved from Kent to Lancashire so they could potter naked in the garden without upsetting their suburban neighbors. The pandemic has also seen them turning their hands to naked house painting, which Price admits requires a certain dexterity. During the pandemic, people started enjoying the freedom, the feeling of being naked wherever they were doing normal things, doing really really normal things, such as office work, gardening, cooking, and housework, Price says. And I love that. She recently spoke at the WI Naked versus, uh, via Zoom as an ambassador for women uh, in naturism and believes that the souls of Middle England are ripe to be captured. The members are really receptive. So I really hope that we see a rash of WI naturists, she smiles. Following her Damascans, her damascene's conversion, Berman believes that all of our lives might be better off, might be better lived in the buff. You won't understand the absolute feeling of freedom and acceptance that comes from being naked in public until you try it, she says. Yes, your body is saggier and older than it ever was, but this is the body you're traveling through this life in. Why not embrace it and start living? Well, that's it for today's show. Thanks to Marie Willow for coming on the show. I so enjoyed my talk with her. And you'll find a link to her Twitter in the show notes. You'll also be able to find a link to her episode of Naked Age um, on the show notes as well. Evan does such a great job on that show. Subscribe to it. Check out every episode. It's well worth your time. Please subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. We have more new episodes to come. And please do reach out to me and tell me what you think of the show. If you're relatively new to nudism and are willing to share your story on this podcast, I want to hear from you. nudistpodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to leave you with this quote from the American Association for Nude Recreation, Recreation Western Regional Twitter. Naturism is not about how your body looks. It's about sharing the genuine person you are inside. I'm Scott Klein. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a great naked day.